What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Shoot or Pass podcast. This is one of your hosts, Chevy, here in the building, and uh, it's been a, it's been a couple weeks here. Uh, I, you know, we, I haven't fired anybody. Robbie, Gabe, you're still here, right? Tell the people you're still here. We here. We, we in here. We just took a break. Pain. <laughs> we Gucci. Are you guys doing okay? I mean, suffering. Nah, none of that, man. We good. We really good. She just she needs help, or we'll help her throughout the podcast. We'll we got her. Okay. I got her. I got her. Yeah. Una mierda. Wow. <laughs> Robbie, come on. Get. Not that bad. Well, you're We're a Magic to, fan. Of we, course you're going to say that. Who, were your, who was your starting five <laughs> last night, huh? Hmm. Can you name your starting five? Uh, Well, Michael Carl Williams, Dwayne mm-hmm. Bacon. Terrence uh, Ross had a game last night. Yeah, Terrence Ross. But he's coming off the bench still. God knows why. Uh. Vucevic was in there, and then oh, did Aaron Gordon play? I'm not even sure. I know Mo Bamba's getting more minutes, but yeah, it sounds bad as a Magic fan because I, I don't know, man. I just, it's hard to watch a team with, you know, with some G League and Vooch. Scoot the Vooch, man. I mean, poor Vooch. I mean, it's a hard ball club to watch as much as you want to be a Magic fan and, and appreciate the team. And I, I don't know. I just can't <laughs> this year. It's hard. <laughs> It's that's the realest part about it, and then Evan Evan Fournier's floating around there, his name with the trade talks and stuff like that. I mean, this guy cannot stay healthy, man. But the good thing is, the good thing is, guys, there's a another Florida team that's not the Toronto Raptors next to us <laughs> in the standings. It is what it is, man. Right. You know, it's funny because I in our last episode, we kind of started you know joking and saying like, oh, we should mention our NBA mood every. Uh, at the start of every show, uh, uh-huh. little did I know what this would turn into <laughs> over the course of a couple of weeks. So I'm gonna jump in here. I'm gonna share mm-hmm. what my NBA mood is, and let me start it off by saying this: What do you do when your team gets out rebounded in the most crucial parts of the game by an opponent with no players taller than six foot eight? Let Steph Curry shoot a million open threes, which, thank the basketball gods, he was missing for the first three quarters of the game, and gets outscored 35-13 to in the final 12 minutes of the game. You do exactly what Russell Westbrook did during the delay that happened in the Wizards-Knicks game. You dance. You vibe. Mm -hmm. You dance Mm -hmm. and you vibe like your team didn't just lose to a Clippers team without Kawhi and Paul George or a Warriors team that had no business beating you. You dance and you vibe like the culture isn't crumbling before your very eyes and your team is plummeting to the bottom of the Eastern Conference, only a half game above the dreadful Orlando Magic. And you dance and vibe through the pain and the suffering and pretend it's all going to be okay, even though it won't be. That's my NBA Look. mood. Wow. Wow. That's a lot is. of passion. Yeah, I say it is. That was good, um, Robbie. I don't think we're going to fall out that well, as always. But, Gabe, I, do you have anything to match that? Let me just add my two cents. Look, Robbie, look, the faster you come to grips with how bad we are defensively, the better you will feel. I mean, teams have beaten us that got no business beating us. Like I said, so we got to the finals last year, obviously, right? That was in the bubble. Teams played over their heads. Look at Denver. They're doing the same thing in the West. They're they're the eighth seed. What happened to Denver? We thought they would be good this year. So it's just a strange year. 
I'm not too high on it. I'm not too low on it. It's just there. It's something to keep us entertained, I guess. But, you know, I just feel like it's just an outlier season. I mean, you just can't get too high. You can't get too low. But we don't play defense. We're just we're not together. It's not a cohesive unit. It's too many different starting lineups. Players are in and out. It's just no, you know, no continuity. So, you know, maybe they put together a stretch run, you know, after the All-Star break, but it's, it's just not looking good. We'll be participating in the playoff tournament. Just put it that way. And I don't really care. What What is that even going to look like? Like, it, it, we're mid-February. Yeah, no, exactly. I know. What is the second half of this? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just a lot this season, man. It's just just not connecting the dots. Like, we we were on the the air, you know, after KD got pulled out of that game on that Friday night. You know, pr- primetime game. First, mm-hmm. he doesn't come into the game. He doesn't start, right? And then, and then all of a sudden, they just pull him out. I'm enjoying the game because he starts bombing some shots. So I'm like, oh, shit, KD exactly. bringing the Nets back, and they, they're going to take this game over. It's going to be a fun game to watch. Friday night, just kicking my feet. I want to watch it. Then mm-hmm. they pulled KD out. And I'm, ups- I'm upset on a Friday night now because it made no sense. Like, that was my Friday night, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. <laughs> shit like that. And then the, the, we'll talk about the All-Star game, too. Like, it's just stuff that just... You look at this, you look at the comparison of leagues now, the NFL looks like the golden child at this point. Like, for real. They've handled everything whoa, so well. Whoa, 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 like, whoa. That's how far the off brakes. the edge I'm, I'm willing to go. Pump the brakes. You're only saying that. I don't think he's lying on that, actually. I believe him. I'm actually And you're still riding on this high. Boy, I've been seeing your tweets. Every no, day I mean, something. but still, like, someone if take time, this man's phone. He needs to stop <laughs> tweeting about the NFL and the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why am I not allowed to? Why are you going to run my Twitter? Am I, oh allowed, to, am I only allowed to talk about? No, I'm going to get your. I'm going to get your toddler to run your Twitter. I mean, he was. He's in a Bucks shirt too. I mean, he's a Bucks fan. You know. You know going, going back. No, to, but come on, like, yeah. but come on, like, is are, like, but look, come, Robbie. Did did the NFL play a Pro Bowl game? No, they didn't. So come on, come on now. Who's you know, doing it right? Who's doing it right? The NFL wasn't necessarily doing it right either. Okay, if you saw clips of what Tampa looked like during Super Bowl week, it was a that's hot not mess. the NFL's fault. That's, 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 that's Florida. That's not the NFL's that's fault. Florida's fault. Florida. That's Florida's fault. Come on, Gabe. We're here. We know what Florida is like yeah, right now. That's Florida's Florida fault. Issues, like, you can It's a wide open. State. I have like, Florida running through my blood. I couldn't fake not being a Floridian if I tried. Okay. <laughs> I also know what's happening in Florida. Y'all just need to like secede from the rest of the continental United States. But going back to to the pain. I just want to go back to the pain, the pain and the suffering that all Heat fans are suffering right now. It's crazy because last night when I was watching the game, there were two instances that I was like, oh, this is the play that summarizes the Heat season. Uh, One, Kendrick Nunn airballing what should have been the game-winning layup at the buzzer, which eventually took us to a, a... allowed us to continue a meltdown in overtime or Kelly Olenek doing what he does best fucking shit up and gifting us with a five second violation with 15.9 seconds left in overtime in overtime that we weren't even supposed to be playing in to begin with what the fuck it's it's just it's beyond defense we can't do anything we can't do anything 
Why didn't Spo use that final timeout after Kelly Oubre missed a three with a few seconds left in the game? I don't know. There's just, you know, there's just a lack of cohesion with the team. I, I promise I'm done. I'll just, I'll just leave it there. I'll just leave it there. We can talk about other things. I'm just, I'm just sad. I'm just sad because you know what? We were ranking on Zach Lowe earlier yeah, in the season did. when Whoa, there were reports true. saying that, you know, people yeah. in the league were saying that the Heat's run in the bubble was a fluke and we were shitting on them. And now I have to recant that statement and be like, fuck, you know what, Zach Lowe? You were right. The Heat's run in the bubble was a fluke. I hate doing that shit. I hate but, being wrong. But like I said, if if we was a fluke, so was the whole season, including the oh Lakers. We won gosh, the fluky season. Come just on. Saying, just saying. You know. At this rate, is. fade for Cade is what we got to do. Fade for Cade. <laughs> Well, you know, we're, the Magic trying to beat you there. Uh, the Pistons, the Wizards, those are other teams, the Cavaliers. We're all trying to beat you guys. You guys are like in the bottom bracket of 11 to 15 where like you have no hope to like make any kind of extra curricular activities and games after the season ends, a.k.a. no play-in tournament or playoffs. Yeah, it's uh, a big meltdown. But, Thank um, you, you know, Chevy. Thank you. Thank you it's for sharing the that. life of what I've experienced as a Magic fan over the last. Well, I can't. I can't say that because the last two years we made the playoffs. But um, you know, it's just you know, just ch- cheer for something else. You know, you can cheer for Brooklyn and still Gabe. You know, you can still be happy for them. Rob, you can be happy for the Jazz. I'll be happy for LeBron just dominating again this season. And there, you just breed happiness into your life. You got to find another path in life. No, I'm going to be sad and I'm going to be depressed. I like that more. It's more genuine. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Well, I mean, we'll still talk to you guys about some basketball today, obviously. Uh, we'll give you a round of shooter pass, pick some studs and duds towards the end of the show. Uh, as always, you guys find us at Baseline Times on Twitter, on Instagram, www.baselinetimes.com. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Baseline Chevy, Robbie Gabe. Where's the people finding you at? At Robin Hood with an H and a Y on the Twitter and the gram. Share in the pain and suffering with me. Oh, my God. Um, Elegy across both platforms. <laughs> Shoot or pass. All right. It's time for another round of the shooter pass. As always here, I'll read a statement. If we agree with the statement, we will shoot. If we disagree with the statement, we will pass. Shooter pass. LeBron and the Lakers will still make the playoffs, but should be very concerned about their standing in the Western Conference with AD out for an extended time. Robbie, shooter pass. Well, LeBron has been to the finals with worse. So I'm going to say pass. But it really comes down to LeBron because he's going to have to play more minutes and he won't be able to coast like we all know he loves to do throughout the regular season. Mm. And as good of a season as Kyle Kuzma is having, starting him while AD is out is a pretty big downgrade. And then, you know, you throw in Trez, he's good, but still not Anthony Davis. The Lakers will probably remain either at the one or two seed. And even if they fall lower than that, They should still be considered the favorites to come out of the West so long as A, LeBron hasn't been run to the ground from having to play 37 minutes a night as a 36-year-old, and B, Anthony Davis is back and healthy. Yeah, pass. I mean, look, check this out. LeBron is 36. He's averaging 25, 7, and 8 on 50% shooting. 
Picture that, 36 years old, and he's still doing this at a high level. So, no, I'm not worried about the Lakers without AD. They're second in the West right now. They have a three-game homestand against teams that don't play any defense. Tonight with Brooklyn, you got the Heat after that, and then you got the Wizards after that, please. I mean, they, they could beat those guys without, you know, AD, no problem. But um, after that, they might have some difficult matchups, or at least more challenging matchups with Phoenix and Portland. Uh, speaking of guys who are doing it well in, in their later age, uh, in their ages, Chris Paul, man, this guy's rejuvenated. Uh, he's kind of taken away from uh, Booker a little bit, but um, he's playing very well this season. And also, you know, C.J. McCollum. I mean, sorry, Dame Lillard. He's holding uh, the Blazers afloat without C.J. McCollum. But as far as the Lakers are concerned, yeah, don't worry about them falling beyond the second seed. They'll be fine. Facts. I got to pass. I got to agree with you guys. Pass on it. But I think, Gabe, Gabe, you're with a more favorable opinion here because, Robbie, you know, you don't question and defy when you just watch Thomas Brady at 43 years old win a Super Bowl. It's crazy, Like, man. these guys are going to – they're going to keep them afloat. I mean, there's nothing, I can't say anything much better, though, honestly. It's just – the way the Western Conference is is just I I got the you got the top four in of tier to me it's the top three Jazz Lakers Clippers and then everybody's kind of bouncing in and out the four seed right now but um yeah it's that's how it is I, they've separated themselves right so um there's a little bit of separation between the first second and third seed and the four seed there's about a two game um difference between like the Blazers and the Clippers right now in the standing so yeah there's that but if you're at the Jazz the Lakers you've got a good three four games so unless you lose three four five games in a row then that's a little bit of a concern but you don't it's not you're gonna drop significantly um the concern more or less I would say is if you're at the bottom right now you don't have any grounds to make up uh I think the AD concern uh injury excuse me is a concern though I think that what where's my thing guys when I heard about the injury is is it something that you just you just put in the shadows and you let other teams guess the rest of the season about what's happened to AD or is is it truly that serious and you know other teams may call your bluff and then they may not make other moves or they may not feel like the Lakers will be such of a threat down the road right I mean you obviously want to prepare your best and and trade for, to upgrade your roster always so. I, it could be a chess move by everybody and, and just to see what happens next. So I, I kind of see it that way versus it being a concern for LeBron, though. Shooter pass looks are deceiving. Jeremy Grant's success in Detroit is a product of him getting more minutes on a bad team than him actually improving his game. Gabe, shooter pass. Yeah, I'm going to say shoot. So if you compare last season to this season, his minutes per game are 10-plus this season, 26 to 36. Um, he's scoring 11 more points per game. His shooting percentage has dipped by three points. But other than that, think about it. Derrick Rose got traded. Killian Hayes is injured. Blake Griffin is to be traded. And speaking of Blake Griffin, there was a story that he hasn't dunked in two years. That is nuts. If you would have told me that Blake Griffin hasn't dunked in maybe two games, more believable. Guy hasn't dunked in two years, wow, what a fall from grace. Either way, Jeremy Grant is what we call a looter in a riot, the very definition of it. The team is going mm. through a transition, a very bad direction. DeLon Wright is also a recipient of that as well. But, um, yeah, he's, I'm going to say shoot. You know, he's looting a riot. His numbers are up because, you know, they don't have many scoring options on the team. Mm. Robbie, how do you feel about Mr. Grant? The disrespect. Mm. <laughs> you just mm. threw in numbers here. 
saying that, you know, he near me doubled his points per game average and call him a looter in a riot. I'm going to say pass. Let me tell you guys something, okay? Jeremy Grant bet on himself and is proving to be worth the money for the Detroit Pistons and should be in the conversation for the most improved player award. Did you hear that? Everybody hear that? Good. Listen, there's no doubt that the Denver Nuggets are missing his production now. (laughs) To me, Jeremy Grant's success is a product of opportunity. He's taken on a bigger role with increased volume and is still efficient. He has proved to be more than just an empty stats guy and a 3 and D role player kind of guy. He's a starter. It's not his fault. Well, I guess it's not entirely his fault Detroit is bad. He needs a better supporting cast around him. He needs a Blake Griffin the dunks. (laughs) Two years. Two years. I mean. Amazing. I got to shoot on it because it's just, I just, I don't, I got to agree with Gay on that. It's just, he's a little, yeah, he's a looter, man. It's just the disrespect. I, mean, I just, I mean, you got I Josh just, Jackson. He's helping like, out too, but there's nobody there. My thing is that if you're, go- yeah, okay, it's great. You go to a team, you know, you, you show you're that consistent player, but what are you doing with it? Like, where's the Detroit Pistons right now? At the bottom of the barrel of the Eastern Conference, so they're like they they haven't even won double digits games. They're eight and twenty as of tonight of us recording this. Like they're mm-hmm. bottom of the barrel. Like if I mean, yeah, it's it's Jeremy Grant. Like we're not expecting him to be like a Luca or you know in year two or something, right? Like I get it, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just they're almost as bad as the Timberwolves. Like I don't know, man. It's almost like Cat. Like can Cat lead a team and take it to the next level? Like can he stay healthy? Like. Yeah. Man, some guys are just cut out to take teams to the next level, and that's kind of like what I what I favor and what I look for. So for that, I'm going to pass. I'm going. I'm going to agree and shoot. I'm sorry. It's no slight to him. He's he's putting up numbers because you know they have no one else. It's no slight on his actual game. It's just that somebody has to get the points, and it just happens to be him. Facts, facts. All right, let's shift gears here. Rocket fans should definitely not accept James Harden's. Bullshit apology. Um, Robbie Shooter passed. So this stemmed from an interview he did with Rachel Nichols a couple of weeks ago now. And he basically was like, um, one of you know, the reason he left was he was tired of having to score 40 points a night for his team to have a chance to win. And with regards to how the trade went down, he said, that's not who I am. I don't like the negative energy. This could have happened differently. Blah, 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 blah. And then he followed that up saying, I apologize for how it went down, but I guess I had to do what I had to do in order to get where I wanted to go. It ended up the right way. So that basically proves my theory that James Harden was in cahoots with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant to get himself to Brooklyn by any means possible. So I'm going to, but, but either way, I'm going to say pass. I do think that Houston Rocket fans should accept his apology for what it is and, and just move on. Uh, there's a lot of layers to this shit. Um, you know, James Harden, I think, made it clear before the season that he wanted to get traded, that he wanted out. You know, he was playing for an owner that was, you know, we all know Tillman Fertitta's kind of a cheap bastard a piece of shit and even though james harden had a lot Mm -hmm. of power within the organization he was still unhappy um it's a case of 
where everyone involved, both the team and the player, were looking out for their own best interests. So I still think that the way James Harden went about this was perhaps not right, but it's like he said, everything ended up the right way, just move on. Yeah, I agree, Pass. You covered it very well. At the end of the day, it's about where you want to play, right? In this day and age, the players have more power than ever. That, as James Hart did admit, it wasn't professional the way he handled it, but he's moved on, and so should we. Last time I checked, there are fans in every arena, cry me a river, you'll make noise. Um, I just feel like, like you said, the direction of the Rockets, they're going in a different direction. Just a year prior, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook also requested a trade because of the whole Tillman Fertitta and his, maybe his political views or whatever the case may be. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes. But um, like I said, I mean, yes, was Brooklyn um, uh, premeditated or predetermined? Probably so. But like I said, if you want to work in a certain place, you go for it. So I don't fault him. I'm more pro player than pro management. So as long as he's moved on, so should the fans. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, I agree. Like, we don't know 100% what went on behind the scenes. So, like, I, I think him, if he directs it directly to the fans, yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, hey, I gave my heart and hustle. I, I, I did what I could do, but certain things just wasn't working out. So I wanted out and I wanted to go somewhere specific because these couple guys, Kyrie and KD, you know, they got, they got a game plan and they got a blueprint for me included. So yeah, I mean, I, I'll pass on it too, guys. I mean, this whole, this whole James Harden thing, just, just like, let's just, let's just get over it. Like he's in Brooklyn. Like they have come up now at this point, right? Like they mm-hmm. are now, they won four East. games straight. They're second in the East. Like, you know, uh, their whole comments about Kyrie finally saying, let, you know, James Harden be the point guard. You know, all that stuff's coming out publicly, and they look pretty good. All right, shooter pass. Speaking of the Nets blueprint, Kyrie did the right thing in establishing that he should play as shooting guard, and James Harden should play at the point guard position for this super team. Robbie, shooter pass. Oh, shoot. This is very simple. Kyrie is better when he can focus on shooting and doesn't have to run the entire offense and facilitate shots for others. It's kind of crazy, though, to think that the three-time scoring champ, James Harden, is now taking a back seat and taking less shots. But we have to remember, James is also a pretty damn good facilitator, and that has been on display in Brooklyn. He's averaging just a little under 12 assists per game. Him running the offense is really a work of art, but he can turn it on at any time and become that prolific scorer if need be. I mean, he just did it in the Nets' 24 comeback, 24 point comeback uh, versus the Suns the other night. Shoot, this is Kyrie's best idea yet, if it was his idea. I mean, brilliant! It it, it, it was perfect, actually. As you alluded to earlier about Harden and Rachel Nichols' interview, Harden did not like being a facilitator and the score every single night. It was draining for him. So Kyrie, on the other hand, he's an ISO player. The guy wants to score the ball. After everything else, forget passing. He wants to score the ball. He wants to break angles. James Harden, even in Houston, was a facilitator because he obviously he had to be, but he fits this role perfectly in Brooklyn because KD's obviously going to score on the wing and Kyrie's going to be the one slashing. And like you said, at any time, he can just pull it for a three and get his, his uh, scoring going as well. This is a really great idea, and it came from Kyrie. It's just brilliant. It's perfect. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, I, I got to agree and, sh- and shoot with uh, Kyrie. It is something that I had to rethink because at first I was like, well, James, if you go to you know Brooklyn, like 
you let Kyrie handle the ball, you, you kind of have don't have an option but to kind of sit there and either dribble and shoot or or wait till you're open and shoot or go to the basket, right? But I, I think you know, James Harden's a better passer at this rate. Um, and we've seen what he's done. I mean, like in the second or third game, like he that little bounce behind, you know, he had to Jeff Green at the top of the three. And I was like, I was like, all right, this guy's got to be the point guard. Because, I mean, at this mm-hmm. rate, you know, mm-hmm. um, he and, and it's something that, that should work because I think Kevin Durant's such a unique player. He's so flexible, right? It's just, you know, a guy like Kevin Durant can just grab the ball, go up the court and just pull up for three and bang, there's a three. You know, put him you know, put him in a post move, put him under, you know, put him, uh, you know, coming off a screen or something. And it, it, he can just kind of just pop and shoot. So he's such a unique player uh, and demands a lot of attention, too. And you just can't guard him. But James Harden, to watch him just leave, they just will the team back in that 24-point uh, uh, def- deficit that he came back from was just incredible to watch. So, yeah, I got to agree. It's like, like, this is the guy that should have the ball in his hands. Let him make plays for other guys. And it's not just for Kyrie and for KD. I mean, you see how you know, some of these pick and pops work, you know, these pick and rolls work with with the other guys. Uh, so I think it's a beautiful thing to see. So I got to agree with Kyrie on this one, man. Kyrie. Smart. Coming back. Look, looking good, man. Kanye, using your noggin. Kanye at the NBA. Well, maybe another guy that's not using his noggin too much. Uh, shooter pass. Danny Ainge coming out and taking full responsibility for the Celtics' recent struggles is more harmful than helpful at this point, Gabe. Uh, shooter pass. Eh, man, I mean, no shit. It's like, however, what actually got me on Danny Ainge was today about him saying that players might be tuning out Brad Stevens. Now, that is a bigger deal because of, remember, how Gordon Hayward was there and the treatment that he got, it rubbed players the wrong way, Rozier complaining and leaving, Takari wanting out. So if these guys are actually targeting on Brad Stevens, then that's a bigger issue because this guy was, you know, he was anointed as the best coach in the game. He hasn't made a now granted he didn't he didn't guide the uh the big three to the finals that wasn't his team. But these Celtics, they've been underachieving. You keep hearing about them being, oh, they're so great. They're doing this, that, and the other. And that's obviously Ben Angel's fault with the draft picks and the way he's been handling the team. But if Brad Stevens is the issue, then you've got another problem on your hands. You know, so yeah, I'm gonna say man on the Brad on the uh Danny Ainge part, because it's probably a combination of both. So Obviously, I'm going to shoot here. I think that him coming out and saying things like, you know, this team was put together by me and we're not playing well. And it's, you know, like, I feel like in that concept, in that context, even though he's admitting fault and maybe taking some of the heat off of Brad Stevens, um, he's kind of throwing these players under the bus, especially the ones that he brought in this season. Look, there's no doubt that Danny Ainge needed to make a big move. And instead, he sat on all of these assets he had for two years. He has mm-hmm. failed to surround the three players he hit a home run on with good ple- with good pieces. Um, but instead of making shit even more dysfunctional by coming out publicly and saying, one, that the team you're putting, the team of players that you're putting together is shit, and two, that the players are starting to turn on your coach makes shit even worse in that locker room. Shut up. Listen, we all know that the roster you put together is shit. But maybe you should just be quiet and try and make some moves at the trade deadline, which now is going to probably be even more difficult because you have Kemba, Tristan Thompson, and fucking Teague, who is playing awful, taking up 40% of your salary cap. He can't shoot. 
<laughs> You're making an ass out of yourself. Just stop. <laughs> Man. Um, <laughs> well said. Well said there, Robbie. Because <laughs> at this point, um, I mean, I... <laughs> I mean, I like the honesty, right? Like, I'm a guy that accountability, honesty, when you talk about it. So is, is it helpful? No, it's not. It's not helpful at all. So I'll pass on that. I'll pass on this. It's 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 cool because you, you're honest, Danny Ainge. But I mean, guys, we talked about this before the season started, that you banked on Jalen uh, Brown, Jason Tatum, Campbell Walker, going taking this team to the next level and Tristan Thompson, Jeff T as as the replacements <laughs> to get better. I I just hate to say it. We we saw this coming. If you know, shout out to Tommy Freeze boss, but if you're a Celtics fan, you know, <laughs> it's just like we saw this coming. Like this was what was gonna happen. Um Jason Tatum clearly just sometimes doesn't look the same where, you know, maybe co he's still having dealing with COVID after yeah, effects. It is what that. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean it's just Okay, they'll get over the hump, but are they like on paper? They they look the best coming into this. They look like they'd be top three. No, did they look like they were going to be serious at all coming in with Milwaukee and Indiana making slight upgrades here at the trade deadline, or excuse me, before the you know with the trades? You know, Brooklyn gets James Harden. We knew they were going to be at the top. Billy's obviously you know holding strong onto the number one seed. Uh, Toronto Raptors look to trend up ahead in the up, upward direction. Like like if if Boston doesn't improve at all you're we're looking at them being in the play a tournament and that's kind of like where you didn't make that's a regression it's a regression mm-hmm. you well, know it's a team that, that <laughs> went to the conference finals a few times here in the last few years and i mean i don't i don't know man it's just it's weird man when you hoard draft picks and you have all these draft picks for what like like what do you do like mm-hmm. i mean you have it's a chance if you missed an opportunity to trade for like Anthony Davis in the past, not that Anthony Davis, obviously I think Anthony Davis had his eyes set on Cali the whole time in LA and Los Angeles, but you know, like a James Harden, like Anthony Davis. I mean, who else is out there that has been trading the last few years? Like if you had a shot and had a chance and you just didn't want to give up, like I get not wanting to give up Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum, but didn't he want miles Turner at some point? I mean, it was rumored something like that, but still like, He's mismanaging those picks. He's he's yeah. mismanagement. That's all it is. The good thing is, if if you don't really care for Boston or want to see them win another ring because they're tied with the Lakers now, I mean, you know, it's, it's all good in the hood then for you. So, well, it doesn't matter to me if the Heat are losing too. <laughs> Pain. Pain. We'll see him in the play-in tournament. We'll see him in the play-in tournament. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. Speaking of. Would have caused caused some of your pain, Robbie. Uh, don't look now, but the Golden State Warriors have turned Andrew Wiggins into a positive asset. Robbie, shooter pass. Mm, I don't want to answer this one, but I'm gonna have to say shoot. Answer it. I'm gonna answer have it. to say shoot. <laughs> we all knew he could come in and get 20 points per game on any given night, but with the Warriors, he's been more consistent. His shooting efficiency is up. He's shooting career highs, and on the defensive end, he's leading the team in blocks. He's proving to be a good two-way player. It's gotten to a point where Warrior fans on social media are openly saying they wouldn't even want to trade him. Uh, Whatever. I hate the Warriors today, okay? (laughs) But honestly, I 
really, I'll, I'll be a little professional for the end of this. I, I think it, it says a lot about how bad and how dysfunctional of an organization the Minnesota Timberwolves are for not being able to work with this talent. Because, I mean, he wasn't doing shit for the Timberwolves. And look at him now, thriving, beating the heat, hitting some clutch shots last night. Good for mm. him. I mean, he was, he was, he was suffocating jimmy last night on defense and he hit some big shots he's definitely contributing to the warrior success game shooter pass yeah shoot he's an expendable asset i'm gonna keep it short when clay comes back he's obviously gone right my opinion is i think you trade him for point guard depth or big depth because behind draymond you got wiseman obviously whether he starts or comes off the bench looney those guys they ain't it who else can you name behind steph uh Lee, uh, Wanamaker. It's like, yeah, so they've made him an asset, so you should definitely cash in on it and trade him for better depth for your roster because I feel like they don't have any depth on that roster. And personally, I like Uber as a better overall player. He shoots better. He does a little bit more of the uh, counting stats, even though Andrew Wiggins is a good shot blocker, and he does, you know, he plays uh, defense. But, yeah, he's definitely an expendable asset, which you can get other players in return to help build out the rest of the roster. Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, I got to shoot on it, too, as well. I, I, you know, we talked about that, I believe, in the preseason episode where, you know, he had a sh- that, that short stint where he got traded to the Warriors and had a couple career highs there. And, and the thing is, guys, it's just like a system of what the Warriors can do, you know, and that we're finally get to see them tw- turn the corner and be a more productive team. Uh, I think defensively is important because we get to see him, you know, in that system where I like him next to Draymond. I think that was the 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 biggest thing for me is that he was next to uh, Draymond and Draymond giving him that that opportunity. Um you know, if we're looking at defensive like efficiency rating, um you know, the Golden State Warriors are are headed back up to the top there. So that that's the thing is that if they can stay up there and become a good defensive team, he's a big part of it. I just think they had to change a little bit of their model and what they wanted to do this year on a whim because, you know, the Clay Thompson news came out and then it's like, all right, well, what do we have in front of us, right? We we have Draymond Green, we have Wiggins, um, we got uh, Kelly Oubre who can who can defend the ball, and then let's just let Steph Curry uh, do his thing on the offensive end. But yeah, I mean, if you can shoot, you're getting 17 points a game out of Andrew Wiggins. I'll take that. Meanwhile, Draymond Green's 0 for two from the field, and he's got eight points. I'm sorry, eight assists, 11 rebounds, five steals, and three blocks. I'll take that from Draymond and mm-hmm. let Wiggins be a filler for some offensive help. I mean. That's definitely key there. So, you know, shout out, shout out to the Warriors because, you know, I thought about this question, you know, when we were going through this show rundown. I was like, well, what teams really have uh, a system in place where, you know, it's lasted for, it can last for about a decade or, t- or almost a t- second decade. And, you know, obviously some of the Super Bowl stuff made me think of this. And I think the Golden State Warriors, they've kept Steve Kerr as a coach. Uh, they have a system and, and a star, you know, star point guard like Steph Kerr, one-of-a-kind player in, in place. Um, you know, because you think about the Chicago Bulls, they dominated a decade with Scotty. It was Michael. You know, there's guys that were interchangeable. They brought in Rodman. They brought in Steve Kerr. Um, I don't know, Gabe. You got you're the old school man. You know the guys in and out. Just mm-hmm. brain fart here. Uh, but yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just you know, you substitute guys in and out, but at the same time, you still have this core, and you and it's worked for a decade, man. And I think that's the cool part about what the the Golden State Warriors are showing with what they've done with Andrew Wiggins. So. It's it's cool and fun to see that. So, thank you, Andrew Wiggins. Just just need you know the Warriors to finish top four. 
and they'll be a good team, man. But uh, you know what other team has a good system in place or had a good system in place? I don't want to know. The Miami Heat pain, mm, like suffering pain. I can't wait for our dud segment. <clears throat> what just happened? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Just pain, more pain, and more pain. Uh Robert, let's let's talk about a gentleman here. Uh, shooter pass. It appears that Trey Young has no game outside of foul baiting these days. Shooter pass on that. <laughs> I mean, technic. You know, from a technical standpoint, you gotta say pass because you know he did dissect the Celtics last night. Had a forty point game. Hit sixteen of those points in the fourth quarter. Um. He's clearly an offensive weapon when he wants to be, but foul baiting has become a big part of his game. And some of the calls he's been getting lately are awful. They're just so blatantly bad. I mean, that one call on Jalen Brown who didn't even touch him, Trey got that call because he just like made a face. And then the other night versus the Knicks, Derrick Rose literally put his hands behind his back while defending Trey. Trey bumps into him. Boom. Foul. He, it's gone to a point where he expects the calls to come down so much so that when he doesn't get them, he rails on the refs and gets fined 20K. But he's not the only guy doing this. He's just doing it, I guess, most the most blatantly this season. And as long as the refs keep allowing it, it's going to keep happening. So, you know, don't hate the player, hate the game, I guess. Word. Gabe, shoot a pass. Uh, yeah, pass. We all know Trey has range, and, you know, but he's discovered apparently they can get more free throw shooting. So why not try it? it work, it's worked for James Harden all this time, you know, and, and as like Robbie said, if the refs keep acknowledging it, why fix it? It ain't broke, so keep doing it. It's not the most appealing to watch. I know players may take issue with it because it is annoying, but – it, apparently, it's not helping them win games because they're three or seven in the last team. <laughs> so they obviously have other issues other than him foul baiting. But like I said, yeah, if it adds to him taking maybe five or six more free throws a game to pad his own stats, shit, why not? Yeah, I gotta agree with that. I'll, I'll pass on it. Yeah, he's he, he's got talent. He's got some skill outside of just foul baiting. So I, I gotta agree. All right, shooter pass. Hosting an actual All Star game in the oh. ATL is the dumbest thing. <laughs> the league can do at this point uh gabe we'll start with you how do you feel about this all-star game in atl by the way adam silver is on record now saying that there is going to be no ticketed parties no club appearances nothing like that it's just going to be strictly basketball and a a, a halftime slam dunk show gabe how, how you feeling about this man yeah shoot it makes no sense to us as fans but for you gotta look at it from their perspective they lost a lot of revenue last season playing in the bubble I mean, think about it. You have to set up shop in Orlando. God knows how much they paid for those hotels and the facilities or whatever they used all this time they were there. So, you know, they're just trying to make up some revenue, I guess, to offset what they did last year, even though it won't come close to doing that. But, yeah, it just makes no sense to have an all-star game. LeBron sales are slap in the face. I kind of agree with them. And I heard about the whole stamp dunk contest at halftime. So maybe they just make it one day instead of the whole three-day extravaganza. And I don't even know the ins and outs of how many people can actually attend the game. You know what I mean? Um, you know, the type of capacity you'll have. But um, it's just it's just not the right decision to make. And like Chef mentioned earlier about the Pro Bowl not happening this year, the NFL got it right. Just kind of skip it. 
But I know they got to make money, so as a result, the show must go on. I mean, at some point, you got to put the people over the profits. I'm sorry. So I'm going to say shoot. Um, and, and just to uh, clarify, so uh, it's all happening in one night, Sunday, March 7th. Coverage begins at 5 p.m. Eastern time on TNT. So that's going to be like 3 p.m. Arizona time. Um, they're going to have the skills challenge and the three-point contest first. Then they're going to have the all-star game. And then at halftime, they're doing the slam dunk contest. They've also announced the starters. Y'all want to hear who the starters are? I'll throw those at you real Let's quick. Let's do it. Run it. Let's do Run it. it. All right. So, Boda West. We have Nikola Jokic, Kawhi Leonard, Luka mm-hmm. Doncic, Steph Curry, LeBron. and LeBron James for the West. With LeBron being LeBron the captain, James. of course. And then, out East, mm-hmm. Bradley Beal didn't get the snub this season. Kyrie yes. Irving, Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo, mm-hmm. and Kevin Durant, who will be the captain. So, nice. there's that. Uh, but yeah, anyway, snub. obviously, I have to shoot. Could you imagine if any one of these guys got COVID and out of, you know, what they love to say, out of an abundance of caution, all of these all-star mm-hmm. players had to miss games after a break. Which is when a lot of teams start making that playoff push if they, you know, if they see that there's an opportunity to do so. And then when that happens, if you do move forward with, you know, now that you're hosting the game, uh, you know, some guys did come out and say shit. You guys mentioned LeBron saying how it was a slap in the face. What if these guys were to opt out because they don't want to put themselves at risk? Are we going to see Lonzo Ball out there as an all-star? I, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like... <laughs> Maybe maybe they could have, you know, at least with, like, the skills challenge and the three-point contest, you could have nominated people, and they could have done it in their home courts and just, like, broadcasted it from their home courts. For the slam dunk challenge, they could have done, like, dunk mixtapes and posted them on social media or, post, you know, broadcasted that and had people vote on it. There were just other things that they could do. Throw sponsors and advertisers on all that and still make – some of that money back that you lost in the bubble. This is ridiculous. You're putting so many people's health at risk. Yep. I, I mean, well said, guys. Yeah, absolutely. It To me, uh, you know, I, I'll shoot too, but it's just, if you don't, the, apparently the player association and, you know, the NBA agreed, right? So at some point, there's some sort of agreement. So, Gabe, you talked about like that you're not sure if there's going to be fans or how many fans. Like, mm-hmm. all right, if it's something where we're talking, we're giving back to like the healthcare workers, you know, and we're we're giving back to a community, right? That's cool. Um, okay, you know, there's there's a selling point to your players. Say, hey, look, the Super Bowl, the NFL, we 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 they prioritize you know healthcare workers at their big game. You know, let's let's do let's do something for for like you know those those folks, frontline and healthcare workers. Okay, I, all right, I get it. Um. But yeah, it, to me, if the players aren't invested too, like like a guy like LeBron, like these are the guys that make the All Star game too. You know, it's just if they're not invested in it, like what if they do pull out? They have the option to pull out. LeBron's voted an All Star, but he's not. Is he not going to play in the All Star game? Same thing for the other guys, KD, Curry. You know, um, Kawhi makes makes it in there as a starter. Uh, you know, we obviously will get reserves. I, I don't. I don't know. And then everything can be done. So Rob, you're telling me this is going to start at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Yep. On a Sunday, well, that's right? the coverage. So the skills challenge and the three-point challenge 
that's starting at 6.30. So I guess they're going to talk shit for an hour and a half. And also, I want to throw in, if there is a good thing that comes out of this, Chevy, you made an excellent point saying, like, you know, if they're doing something for healthcare workers or whatever. They, you know, they are saying here that they are committing more than $2.5 million towards HBCUs and support and awareness around okay. equity and access to COVID-19 relief and vaccine. Right. So I guess that's yeah. one good thing. But still, like, is it worth jeopardizing the rest of your season if these if any one of these guys catches covid right 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 and that's what i'm saying like so you okay so i went going back to the whole time thing just yeah because so you're about to you're about to shove a bunch of taco bell mountain dew and at&t advertisements <laughs> down our throat for skills in three-point contests probably going to take like 10 minutes to complete in real time <laughs> and then we're gonna get the all-star game and then in between that you're gonna uh, how long is this slam dunk contest gonna be for who's gonna you know what i'm saying like i don't know it's just a weird format it doesn't make sense i'll pass on the all-star game this year i don't know i'm not even like the thing is too that just because we just passed the weekend of the valentine usually that was the coolest thing as a kid growing up you'd have a three-day weekend president say we monday you'd have a three-day weekend and enjoy nba all-star and we didn't get it so guess what i'm not excited about a march 7th date like, what else is going to be on that day, Gabe? Can, can we binge watch something else? Who knows? Who knows? Studs and duds. All right, let's talk about some studs and duds of the week here. Uh, we have been off the air for about a couple weeks, so uh, we pain. That's all I can say is the word of the podcast today. Um, let's start with our studs. So the good things that have has happened over, I guess, you know, you guys, you know, over the last couple of weeks here, last week or so. Um, Rob, you want to start off here and share? Yeah. The good? Let me preface this by saying I'm probably going to regret this <laughs> pick because this guy is mm. probably going to torch the heat tonight. Pain. Mm. But anyway, uh, my stud is coming out of Cali. It's not LeBron. It's not Kawhi. It's not Steph Curry. It's De'Aaron Fox. Mm, Even when the Kings are losing, he is still doing shit like putting Ben Simmons on skates and putting the clamps on Kawhi in a big win over the Clippers. Mind you, this is the Sacramento Kings we are talking about here. What the fuck were the Sacramento Kings supposed to do this season? Nothing. We had them as bottom feeders. Exactly. But they recently went on a 7-1 streak. They and and Darren De'Aaron Fox is a big reason for that. He ranked third behind Bradley Beal and Zach Levine for points in the fourth quarter. He was scoring about ten points every fourth quarter. He's elevated his game by becoming a more vocal leader and taking more shots from the on the arc. This guy deserves to be an All Star, if not a starter, then a reserve. Um, and yeah, this sucks because. The Kings are playing the Heat tonight, and they're probably going to beat the Heat, and it's just going to bring me more pain. Pain. Hmm. Gabe, you got a stud, man. It's funny because she mentioned a team that was eh, kind of whatever. I'm going with the Knicks. Now, I know they sit at six in the East, and they're not quite the stud, but I've been impressed with Julius Randle on the Tibbs. Now, obviously, we know how Tibbs runs his plays into the ground. But Randall has shown some serious growth this year. And now he gets his boy back and Derrick Rose and they seem to be playing, you know, pretty well together. Um, but I'm I'm actually I'm actually interested to see how far they can take this. 
Um, maybe home court, maybe a fourth seed. It just depends. Maybe not. But they're, they're playing pretty well as a collective unit. You got Emmanuel Quickly, who's coming on. Um, I already mentioned Derrick Rose. Now, they did lose Mitchell Robinson, so that's pretty big. Um, I doubt he plays Taj Gibson, his old ass. But um, I, I'm, I am enjoying Randall's growth this season on the Fibs. And, uh, you know, he's my stud so far. Nice. Yeah. I, I... I'm gonna. I guess I gotta go with the obvious here. Um, I'm. I'm gonna put the Utah Jazz back up on the pedestal too, because I mean, to and out of their last 23 games they played as of today, they've only lost two. So you're 21 and two. I mean, <laughs> you're on a. They're what? They won 11 games in a row, and then after that they're on a nine game win streak again. I mean, they've only lost three games in this entire new year, I believe. Somebody can fact check me on that, but. That's still that's that's impressive. That's focused. That's that's coming out of the bubble and doing <laughs> what the Miami Heat is not doing. Pain. They've taken. But it's a quiet twenty-four and five. It's like no one's talking about them. It's a quiet twenty-four. No, I mean they're getting respect. It's just you know to to do that. It's it to me. It's focused. It's you come out. They played a really impressive series against the Denver Nuggets, right? I I can say mm-hmm. this over and over again, like. They literally right. lost in the last like minute of that game in the game seven, and that's that was a first round series, right? If I'm not mistaken, like that that's pretty too. impressive, right? Like so to pick up from it, and then you know, and again, they're doing this with like not even Donovan Mitchell uh, having career numbers. Like Donovan Mitchell is not going from Luca year two to year three. You know, he's not averaging a triple double. He's playing his game. This team just collectively has gotten better. Mm-hmm. Um, Bogdanovich is. Obviously, a prime factor. You know, you look at some of these box scores. I mean, he's leading in scoring sometimes. Thirty-two points, twenty-nine points in some of these wins. Uh, Thirty-one points defensively. They're up there. They're like top three defensively. You know, shifting in and out between the Lakers and themselves. Like that right there to me is okay. Let's take him a little bit more serious this season because that's kind of been the little blueprint to success that we've been seeing in the NBA recently. That. Generally, the top teams, they'll go on win streaks to win games, and defensively, they're really good. And they have a defensive player of the year, uh, you know, in Rudy Gobert. So, my stud still has to remain the Utah Jazz for now. I mean, they're just they're playing the best basketball in the NBA for now. And amongst all of this, only one of their games has been postponed in the season, uh, mm-hmm. which wasn't their fault. It was due to the Washington Wizards when they went through their um, postponements in, earlier in January. So, shout out to the Jazz. Shout out my to the brother from down under, Mr. Joe Ingles. <laughs> Joe Ingles, Darcy. <laughs> um, so Robbie, we'll circle back to you here. Duds, do you let? Can, first of all, give us, give us, give us a hint, or or do we do we know already? No, you don't. I'm staying away from. Mm. I think that I've expressed enough pain and suffering over the heat, so I'm going to close that book for a minute. And I'm going to go with a dud okay. out in the okay. West who is doing absolutely nothing to help his star teammate who is on an MVP campaign. Listen. Ah, you know who this is. When the star no. of your team shoots a three, looks over at you, and tells you, shoot it like that during a game after you brick a three in the previous possession, you know that you are playing like a straight dud. Michael Porter Jr. No. And if you're wondering, 
Whether that actually happened, it absolutely did a couple of weeks ago in the Bucks Nuggets game. Jokic was visibly frustrated and rightfully so. That man is out here balling and has gotten no help from his third option. Listen, you can make an argument for Jamal Murray, who is kind of playing through some injuries there, and it appears that he's turning the corner. He played pretty good last night, but this guy, he's not doing enough. We've seen virtually no improvement in his defense, ball handling, or shot selection. He's not a good decision maker that hasn't changed from the bubble. He just shoots. He just does his own fucking thing. Mm. He's just another guy whose run in the bubble was a fluke. Pain. Mm. Mm. That's a good one. That's really good. I like that. Thank you. I I wouldn't have guessed. I was thinking more like KP down in Dallas, but. Oh, I already shot mm. on him a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that's true. I like to switch it up, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure, I got a good one for you guys. But Gabe, I'll let you go first. Yeah, it's so good that it's also mine's. They're the eighth in the West. Like, what is happening? Jokic is doing. She she took pretty much all my bullet points. But let me just reiterate: Jokic is playing like a madman that wants to get this team to the finals. And she already covered Michael Porter Jr. Cool. Um, now they have injuries to players who are kind of irrelevant, so you really can't blame it on Gary Harris being out. And, you know, Will Barton, he's cool, but, you know, whatever. Kundo Campazo, he stepped up. You also got Monty Morris. Those guys have stepped up, but their record isn't indicative of their, I guess, team play. So I'm just I'm just wondering, like, what has to happen? Michael Porter Jr., it all goes down to you. You're like, what, 6'10", you play no defense. For somebody your size, you need to be more dependable. And like I said, Jamal Murray, he's back. He's maybe getting to form again. He's had some knick-knack injuries throughout the season. But Jokic, man, he's doing it all. He's almost averaging a triple-double, and I feel bad for him because it's like, you know how bad this guy wants to win. Like, it shows on his face. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the Nuggets have been disappointing this season as the eighth seed so far. They can turn it around, but you need some more consistency and you need better defense all around. Facts. That's really good, guys. Um, I'm going with the duds. Um. This dud, I should say, um, or they might be duds. There might be a few of them. Uh, it goes out to the Orlando Magic training staff. Uh, <laughs> the co- uh, I mean, like, I, I just, I'm astonished. I just can't remember, like, a basketball team that has suffered so much in recent years. Like, in just this week, guys, like, Cole Anthony is announced out. He has like some non-displaced fracture of his first right rib and he won't return before the All-Star break. So they broke that earlier this week. Um James Ennis can't, you know, he's day-to-day uh Evan Fournier. I I can't remember the last time Evan Fournier I saw him play in the Magic uniform. Uh he has some 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 sort of back issue. Uh Aaron Gordon's out four to six weeks, sprained left ankle. I mean, come on. I mean, obviously you can't, you know, those are some of the things. The training staff though, like <laughs> Boy, they're busy, man. They are sure busy. Jonathan Isaac, Markel Fultz out for the season. Um, and wasting uh, Vucevic's all-star year again. Mm, it is incredible that... So like, we're jinx. Like, there's, like, some bad voodoo or something. Maybe he has, you know, because of, of Bessie DeVos. I don't know, guys. I, I just... There's no, like, explanation. It's just a very uh, bad series of unfortunate events right now for Orlando Magic. But, yeah, who... Whoever is on that training staff. 
pain. Whatever you guys are doing out there, it's just, just throw the whole staff literal pain. <laughs> literally pain. Mm. Pain. That's our duds. That's our duds. We're back, guys. We're back. It was great. Word. That's our show. Life. Missed you guys, but you know, obviously, it's not not the best of times for us as Magic and Heat fans. But hey, we have a podcast we could talk about and vent to the people about that. I'm sure people missed us, man. You think people missed us talking about the basketball world? No doubt. Over the last couple of weeks, especially to our fans Probably. in India. I hope and, I sound know, better. Yeah. Yeah. Sound don't good. worry. Well. Oh, We'll fix that up. I, I I was I was you know doing my thing on, on the football side, guys. So my apologies that you know we we, ne- we neglected here. But uh, Chevy I'm was okay. on a binge. Football. He was getting drunk every night. He was oh, trying yeah, he was. to get on those boats <laughs> in Tampa with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Throwing trophies well, in the water. I say after Super Bowl night, um, I haven't had liquor that's or alcohol at all because what? yeah, because yeah. you're old and can't hang anymore. Yeah. Yep. But wine isn't liquor. It's just more of a, like a relaxer. No, I didn't have that at all either, bro. What? I've been, yeah, I've been very uh, chilling out for been a changed man. Been a changed okay. man, man. It's just, but hey, you know, maybe this weekend I think is a good time. I've been been recovering, man. I'm a recovering man. Not not because of COVID or anything like that. It's just <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have COVID. We know. But, we know. <laughs> yeah, we're here though, guys. That, that's. That's our show. Uh, any shout outs, Robbie Game? Anybody you want to shout yeah, out tonight? Got one today. Imagine that. I guess I'll go first. Um, shout out to Naomi Osaka. Now you probably know who who is that? She beat Serena Williams today. Remember, you now, think Serena's people don't know who old, I'm just saying, you no. Know, maybe some people don't follow tennis. I don't, but you know, it's I follow Serena because you know she's fine as hell. But um, anyways. So Naomi Osaka beat her again for the second time. And, you know, Serena was very emotional in the press conference because, you know, I guess she sees a lot of herself in Naomi. But shout out to Naomi for beating her again because she's on the rise. She's number three ranked in the world. And, you know, the girl has game. And whatever Serena was trying to do, Naomi was doing it better. So, you know, she gave her her props, you know, and I was going to say shout out to her. She's beat one of the best legends in the world in, in, the, in the sport of tennis. That's crazy because that was like my shout out, man. Like, oh, really? my shout out, bro. Oh, yeah, wow. because you know, I, I thought a lot about what sport. You know, we always give our give each other shit about you know our favorite players and you know watching these guys and argue about the goats and sports. But mm. like to see, we literally watch like young Patrick and an older Tom, and then now we get to see this a few weeks later. Yeah. Um, my homework for you guys, and because I was gonna piggyback off that now. My homework for you guys is to kind of think about like the next episode. What was some of your favorite old versus young matchups in the NBA? Mm. Like it's a little bit more of a harder task, I feel like, because you don't see like LeBron playing like a young, like upcoming star in the NBA. Because traditionally, you don't have twenty-two-year-olds taking teams to the, to the to the NBA Finals and then meeting mm-hmm. up with like the next best thing or the best thing in the NBA, right? Like it's mm-hmm. you don't really see that, so. Well, you might I think see the NBA LeBron play against that. his son one day. But I don't exactly, see why not. I think, I think it would be a cool thing in the NBA, you know, for us to that. see that. But to enjoy, like, the old, the youth, you know, and the elderly in a sense, you know, it's just really cool to see. So that was my shout-out. Rob, you take the floor with your shout-out. I've got 
more of a call out to Adam Silver in the league office. There was an article that came out a couple of weeks ago. No, no, hold on. This is serious. This is some serious shit right now. Stop laughing, both of you. Pain. I'm kidding. Uh, there was an article that came out a couple of weeks ago that talks about the ABA players. You know, the guys that basically created and established what we know as professional basketball today. And how these guys are going through a lot of financial hardships. Or a lot of them are homeless. A lot of them are struggling to survive because the NBA won't give them a pension. Pay up, okay? You need to pay these guys. You're trying to lead the charge in social justice and racial equality, but you can't even pay like 400 bucks a month to 108 guys who are the foundation of a multi-billion dollar business today, most of whom are black? Come on now. Mm. Stop with the performative bullshit uh -oh. and do the right thing. Wow. Mm -hmm. Man, we, we might have to, wow, we might have to have some like Adam Silver hot takes next show because like, oof. <laughs> yeah, I I mean like Adam Silver is never gonna let me go to an NBA game after that, but I don't care. Oh well. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. We need you in there. And even even with that said, he's still one of the best commissioners in sports, but it you know, we all have our faults, right? Yeah, I think you know you got to give some and take some, but at the same time, like mm -hmm. I, even I'm like kind of like surprises. There's still the All Star game, but I mean, like I said, maybe there's a better underlying issue or reason why that they they are doing it. But um, yeah, that's it, guys. You know, as always, follow us at Baseline Times on Twitter, Instagram, www.baselinetimes.com. I'm on Twitter at Baseline Chevy. You can find me. And also, uh, please, you know, check out our, our other aspects of the website. Um, you know, last week I was with uh, George from thesportsontap.com. We talked about Tom Brady, how glorious it was. It was fun. Great episode, guys. Robbie Gabe, where can the people find you guys at? At Robin Hood with an H and a Y on the Twitter and the gram. Pain. Gabe XL across both platforms, baby. And with that, word. <laughs>